Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every hundred days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Mergolini Taglietti Murgatroyd, how are you? Oh my God, we could totally change the last name Murgatroyd and make it Mergolini, like a little Murgatroyd, which is basically what we all are, and Uh, be Italian. There will be no more little Murgatroyds, just in case uh, anybody is questioning what she meant by little Murgatroyd. I know, I just meant, I mean that all of us are like three feet tall. I know what you meant. I was just clearing the decks. Um, Okay, so I'm going to begin this episode (laughs) with a roomy quote. Like out of nowhere? Yeah, and I'm butchering the quote because the person who gave it to me completely butchered it as well. But I was looking at my notes and it says, um, beyond ideas of right and wrong, there's a field and I'll meet you there. And it's a beautiful quote, especially in today's uh, world. I'm sounding like an old person right now, but everybody's got an opinion, right? This is the right way to do it. This is the wrong way to do it. Democrats, Republicans, vaxxers, anti-vaxxers, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. And nobody's communicating with, with, with each other. And you could take the wisdom of Rumi from, I don't know if he's like from I don't know if he lives in LA or this is from 4,000 million years ago. (laughs) I don't know who the hell Rumi is, but I love the idea of beyond these ideas, there's right and there's wrong and there's a field and I'll meet meet up with you there. I think that's just a great thing to sort of pre-frame it. It is a great thing because, you know, hopefully if there are, are... A difference of opinion, you can put those aside and uh, and go meet in the field and have a, a Negroni. All right. So that's a, that, that is precisely what we're here to talk about. That's which how is, deep we're going to get today. Which is the field of Negroni. So I made a comment uh, to Kim yesterday. I noticed that there are areas of my life since living here in, uh, in Europe, in Italy particularly, that there are areas of my life that were largely unaccounted for that 
are giving the totality of my life a deeper level of fulfillment. For example, I thought about when I was living in the States, and this could be, you know, wherever you are. Let, let's let's not even call it the States. Let's call it the suburbs. When I was living out in the suburbs and there wasn't much happening, right? You get in your car, you go to the mall and you know, maybe on Fridays you go out for Mexican food and Saturdays you go to TGI Fridays or something, right? There's not, there's just not that much going on. Maybe you drive into the city, you know, if you live close to a city and you get a little bit of a cultural experience that way. But other than that, it's largely same old, same old. And I noticed that just in two weeks living here, the vices that I was using, like watching television or shopping or, you know, you get the idea. The things that you do when you are bored, for lack of a better word. I don't have here. And when you're walking down the street and you're looking at a church from like the 14th century or you're looking at art or you're going into a restaurant and you're having food that is, you know, orgasmic. I don't know how else to put it. I thought you were going to say organic and it came out as orgasm. No, because <laughs> like, like, wow. that's what it's like, right? Yeah. Um, having a conversation with somebody that, you know, is a, I don't know, a barista at a coffee shop or a waiter or I don't know, just somebody that you meet and having a real connection and a deep connection and not a conversation of what do you do for a living or you know look at my watch or look at my car or look at my this or look at my that those things land deeply in your soul and when they land deeply in your soul it's like all these little tiny buckets of fulfillment in art, fulfilling in conversation, fulfillment in, you know, looking at aesthetic beauty around you, fulfilling fulfillment in food, all those things, they add up to a totality of feeling really good. So the environment that you're living in really makes a big difference. We made a, a large move for us way back when, and that move was uh, to go to Southern California. And that environment in Southern California was was the first step that we took in that change. And it was having the sunshine, having uh, the beach, and having all of those things really, really made a big difference in how we feel. But when we put it on steroids and had this assault on our senses here, it changes you at such a level and it's so hard to describe what it feels like but it's just an overall fulfillment that uh feels really good so what i here's my my two cents on this the environment you're living in like rob's saying okay so for him what i don't want to get misconstrued here is that Everything in other countries suck in in the only country to live in and have fulfillment is Italy because I don't want it to come across like that. We are this I mean, you is, can get it from New York if, if that no, does but it this for you. is our experience, okay? So our experience is when we lived in Atlanta every Sunday, we didn't move. Rob got in a snuggie and uh basically like on the couch with blankets, mimosas, we had brunch and we watched Italian TV every Sunday for years and years and years. Then we went to California. Sundays continued like that. There was nothing inspiring us personally to go out and see 
the area or do different things. There, there was nothing that was grabbing us. And like I, the thought of me and you sitting in this apartment with mimosas and a Snuggie on a Sunday in Italy is so wrong. Like I couldn't even function. But that being said, there are people that will go out and explore in in Idaho or wherever they live and be totally fulfilled. So I don't want it to come across as like, oh, our, our place is the best. It's not like that. It's for us, what we're finding is that the environment you're in is largely dictating what you're doing. And if there's not a lot of variety and you're not seeking out that variety for whatever the reason, then there are parts of your life that are going to go unfulfilled and you might not even realize it. Like somebody had quoted on, uh, commented on my Facebook page and it said, I'm so glad you guys are sharing this journey. It's so inspiring to think about how and where you really want to live out your life. I love sharing your story with others who are stuck in doubt and insecurity of what's possible. You know, what I loved about that is it's exactly what we're talking about right now. People get stuck in where they live and they don't think they have the possibility to change it because maybe the job is there, maybe the family is there and all of those things. Like I hear it all the time. They're like, yeah, I mean, I'd move, but my family's here. My family lives in New Hampshire and Rob's lives in New York and we didn't stay there. I mean, there are options. If you're not choosing that option, that's fine. But the environment that you are surrounded in is going to dictate your life. And so if you're in a suburb and it feels like Groundhog Day, the movie, you know, every day is Groundhog Day, then it's not going to feel as fulfilling. And maybe you should do some research and see if there's other options. Like initially, Rob, you lived in the suburb and that was like killing you. So you moved into the city. And when you moved into the city, there was more variety, right? This is back when we lived in Georgia. So moved into Atlanta, into Buckhead, and we could walk out the door and there was restaurants and things to do and, you know, whatever. But there was still, for us, it lacked what we were looking for. And so we went to California and now there's even more things to do. And we can take bike rides and we can go here and go there. But it still, for us, lacked something. And for us, that's something we're finding here. And... It's just as simple. Like I walked out this morning to walk Gia and there's like three people on the streets and it's so peaceful, so quiet. The the Arno, which is the river that goes under the Ponte Vecchio is like glass. Like it's mirroring the buildings around it. The sun was just rising. So it was hitting the reflective windows over the Ponte Vecchio. It was beautiful. And then I look over across the bridge and I see three hot air balloons in the air. It was like magical. It was just magical. And that environment, every day, it's like there's just these little tiny details are lighting us up every single day. And we're acknowledging it and saying, wow, this environment for me is so different than the previous environment I lived in. There's a couple of things that are, uh, that are hitting me here. When I think about the opposite, I always like to look at the extremes, right? So the, the one extreme is what we're talking about today, which is being fulfilled and being really, really happy and going through your day, feeling that level of fulfillment. You just, you can't wait to take on the day. But the reverse of it, when you're empty, 
and you're, you know, getting in your car and you're driving to the job that you hate in the car that you hate in the building that you hate in the city that blah, 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 blah. And you're dead inside. <clears throat> you become really unhappy. And when you're unhappy, that unhappiness you impart to the other people that are around you who imparts it to the other people who are around them. And there becomes this wave of unhappiness that goes everywhere. And when I see the amount of crime and um, not just like petty crime, because there's crime here, right? There's people like who, you know, like there's gypsies who will try and like swindle you out of money at, you know, tourist traps, pickpockets, things like that. There's petty crime. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say in any way that this is nirvana. It's not. But the kind of rage crimes, the shooting crimes and all those things, they just don't exist here. It just doesn't happen. And I think it doesn't happen because life is so deeply fulfilling. When I went yesterday to get a cup of coffee before we went, we went to, uh, uh, we jumped on a train and went to this town called Arezzo and it was amazing. And we stopped at a coffee shop and, you know, the guy behind the counter was probably 30 and he's just so happy. And the guy making the coffee is so happy. And I'm like, you know, every I don't know that he has any aspirations. I, I don't know him and I don't know that he has any aspirations to be anything uh, more. In other words, does he want to open a company? Does he, I don't know what his dreams are. But I can tell you that most of the people I've met here are so happy. Yes, they wish they had more money, but they only wish that they had more money so that they can enjoy the life that they're living at a little bit of a higher scale. They're so deeply fulfilled in the conversation with people around them. And when, they, when he gets off work and he gets to walk through the same streets that I do, he gets to have the same sort of experiences that I do. And I think it's really, that, that that's really important. The other thing is when you are unhappy, it's very easy to fall into jealousy and envy. It's very easy to see somebody living a, you know, the, the filtered life for the seven seconds that they want you to see of them, I don't know, walking onto a private jet or something and realizing that you know, you're just unhappy. When you're deeply happy and you've put yourself in an environment that you love, you don't give a fuck what anybody's doing because you're happy. It makes a big, uh, big difference. Okay. So for those of you that are listening, that are newer listener, listeners, and you don't really know our story, before we had Sophia, we were kind of in this crossroads. We had built this other company that was like a passion project called Jets at Life. We traveled the world. We wrote our own little guidebooks and and all of that. It didn't really make much money, but it was a great a learning tool. It gave us great connections around the world. And it was truly a labor of love. And then we had Sophia and that wasn't so easy. So we stopped doing that and the podcast and all the things. And we were living in what I would say is a real low point in our life. So we've always had a brick and mortar clinic. Rob was a chiropractor and at that moment, Rob was about 20 years in, done, like just done because every day as a chiropractor, people don't come in because they feel great. They come in because they're in pain. So every day he was having to listen to people complain. We were living in a, we were having a baby. So we needed a bigger place and we have an older daughter. So we needed a bigger place. So we were living in the city because we knew suburbs would 
like we would die because it's not us. We want to walk out our door and be in the action. So we were living in the city in a three-bedroom townhouse that literally had no windows because it's a townhouse, right? So it's no windows on either side. There were some windows in the back, but it was in trees. And so it was dark. So it was quite literally one of the darkest points in our life, literally and figuratively. And we were really struggling. We were struggling um, a little bit financially. We were struggling with what's the next step. We were struggling with a lot of things in that moment. And I remember sitting in that in that house, in that that dark space, and we just had a baby. And we started playing stupid idea time of how could we shift our life and change our environment because the environment was creating sadness. It was creating depression. And we just had a baby. We were really happy about that. But it was like the future felt so... And I'm speaking for myself. I don't know if you agree. For me, the future felt so bleak. Like I was like, okay, well, I'll go... I'll take the baby into the office with me. And like, I felt like we were putting our life together with, you know, duct tape and bubble gum. And it didn't feel fulfilling in that way. And we sat down at the table, played stupid idea time and came up with a list of ideas of how we could get out of this. From the moment we played stupid idea time, that was in November of 2014. By April of 2015, you and I had changed our environment. We had put some things in place and had shifted our environment. And we moved from that dark, dark apartment to the 19th floor of a brand new, beautiful luxury high rise, right? We had shifted some things financially. We had started a new business and we made a commitment to do it. So when we're sitting here talking about, you know, if you're in a dark spot and you don't love where you're living and you feel like you're grinding and, you know, there is another way, we're speaking from experience. We're not just bullshitting you as two people that were able to like pick up, like we won the lottery and, and God gifted us all of the green lights and we just somehow gifted ourselves this trip to Italy. Like, no, we sat in a shitty, dark place and and figured out a way to get out of it. And then we took action on it. And within six months, we were in a that high rise. And the difference and why I'm pointing this out is because one place, no windows, so dark. And then the next evolution of our goal and our in changing our environment was bright floor to ceiling windows. We had so much light, we couldn't sleep past six. It was like, it was the literal opposite. And our life shifted. And just that change in our environment made all the difference. Yeah. So contrast creates clarity. So that kind of contrast, this is a really important point for, for people to get. It's taken me a long time to understand it. When I was in a shitty place, like she was describing, for me, until I understood this concept, I just thought I was going to be there forever. And I was like, okay, this is my life, right? This is terrible. This is dark. I'm in a shitty place. Don't have a lot of money. I don't like where I'm living. I don't like how I'm living. And it felt like my lot in life was going to be this and there was no way around it. It's It's the exact actual opposite. The universe will give you that level of contrast so you make the change. If it was a little bit better then that I probably wouldn't be in Italy right now because I wouldn't have made the decision to move to California, which to make the decision to move to Italy. So if you're in a place right now in your life where you feel like, I just hate this, like I'm unhappy, it's good. It's really, really good. I know it doesn't feel good. I know you don't want it. 
and I know you would do anything uh, to get yourself out of it. Uh, full stop. Mm-hmm. You would, if you would do anything to get yourself out of it, that's the thing. People say that I'll do anything to get out of this, but then they don't do the thing they need to do to get out of it. So welcome the contrast and then take action on it. What can you do to get out of it? And don't say nothing. Don't say you're never leaving. Don't say it's not possible because it is. We are, our, our story, you know, I saw something the other day, a meme, a quote or something where it said, if you see someone living the life that you wish you had, Instead of looking at them like they must be lucky, look at them as what's possible. They are proof that you can do what they did. They are proof of that. So instead of being jealous or envious or whatever, look at them as proof. So look at us. If you're looking at us like, oh, must be nice. Look at us as proof of what you can do. And no, you don't have to move to Italy, but if you're living in a dark place, find a place with light. If you're living in a place you don't like and you're landlocked and you want to be near the beach, move to the fucking beach. Find a way. There is always a way, right? There's yeah, I, Yes, and there's a step before that that's really, really important. And that is to ask, mm-hmm. to get really, really clear on what you want. So you got this, you got this spot of contrast, right? We're living in the shitty place. We don't like it. And then we have the, I don't want to live like this anymore thing. We had to get really, really clear on what it was that we wanted. So we had to ask and we had to say, we want this, this, and this. And then we, you know, took the first inspired action and, you know, we went to whatever the equivalent to Rodeo Drive is in Atlanta and pulled into a place that was like, uh, I don't know how the fuck we're going to be able to afford this place. Literally the first time we toured it, we were like, I really hope they don't do like a credit check to be able to yeah, we don't, <laughs> tour like, the place. Not, they're not going to let us in. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it's, it was like this building, like Usher lived in it. It was like just over the top. And we got in there and we went to the top and we looked at this floor to ceiling windows that overlooked the city. And in one instant, we had the opposite of the contrast, right? So on the left, think of like left and right. On the left side, dark contrast. On the right, bright, sunny view of the city, you know, concierge, first class, you, you get it. Well, what's the step between that, right? What's the step between I'm living here and this is what I can afford and I fucking hate it. And I want to live here and I can't really afford it, but it's incredible. Well, the step between is to ask and say, what I want is there. And then it begins. And then you start to say, I could see myself pulling my car into this garage. Why? Because Atlanta is really not uh, an incredibly safe city. But this had like five levels of security that you, like if you forgot your key, you couldn't get to your own apartment. It was unbelievable, the security. So feel how good it feels to have your family safe in that building. See what it's what it uh, what it would look like sitting there at night while the city is all lit up, having a glass of wine and looking through those windows. Imagine the dinner parties that can happen on on your di- at your dining room table with this beautiful, expansive city city view of Atlanta. We so we started getting lost in the feeling of what that felt like, and before long, when the universe knew what we wanted. And we stayed connected to the emotion and the feeling of it. Then it happens. Then we did it again. Then we went, okay, well, I see myself surfing and I see myself, blah, 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 boom, California. And then like Kim was describing, I'm in a Snuggie with a mimosa watching Italian TV and I'm seeing it. What would it look like? And there are moments right now 
where the two of us can in, in an instant break into tears because we envision this so deeply. Like in my vision, I wrote on the weekends, we jump on a train or a plane and we explore the, the, uh, the surrounding countryside and other countries. Well, this is our second week and we did it. We're on a train this weekend. We did Chianti last week. Last weekend we... was Chianti. This weekend was Arezzo, right? So we're, we're literally doing what we had in the vision. So here, if you take one thing away from this, number one, your environment will dictate how you feel way more than you think it is. People give much more credence to what they uh, are doing for a living, living than where they are doing it. Where you do something, if you're doing it in the suburbs of Virginia or you're, you're doing it in the Marais in Paris, they're going to be completely different. You are going to have a completely different life based on where you're doing it. Two is if you're experiencing something in your life right now that you don't love, welcome that contrast. And three, get really, really clear on what the opposite is. I want to be doing X and then get lost in the feeling of it. Hope that helped. I know we were uh, rambled uh, all over the place, but right now we are in a new world a new environment, everything is new. We don't have these, you know, these podcasts um, scripted. We don't have them polished. Oh, we really? Have, we don't have these thoughts well put together. We're literally, <laughs> we're literally having a conversation with you as we're experiencing it and hope this is helping. All right. Anything else before we leave? Yeah. If you're liking the, our podcast, can you like screenshot it, tag us on Instagram, something so we know? And if you have questions or have ideas of shows that you think would be interesting, shoot them our way because we're always looking for ideas. Let us know. That's it, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 